What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Uncultured Cinematic Universe. Each episode, we take a look at classic and iconic and favorite films of ours from two perspectives, that of the diehard fan and that of the uncultured who's never seen it before until now, this very moment in time. As a reminder, you can watch us on YouTube or listen to us wherever you get your podcasts at. Uh, that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, what are some others? I, don't, I can't even think of others than those two. We we do like a now you mentioned YouTube yeah oh yeah yeah YouTube but like other pod it doesn't matter there's uh, there's you could probably like listen to this podcast if you go to like our restream or RSS page but I don't think mm-hmm. anyone does that yeah but if you want to just know that that's available now just search for the uncultured cinematic universe yeah we and technically have a website I think that's just like empty floating out needed there like a URL you know what we should open up a Zanga and just start <gasps> blogging our thoughts live journal of this shit a little uh, zine <laughs> we'll do that uh remember to any anyway however you like us uh, or however you like to watch us or listen to us please be sure to like review and subscribe it's just the nice thing to do these days tip your tip your servers and like your podcasts that's yeah that's just what you're supposed to do that's also be sure to too. yeah be sure to check us out on instagram at ucu podcast for all the latest happenings and all the whatnot Let's just get that engagement up, you know, click that double, double click, get it, get us that heart, save I, some things. I will say we have a dynamite social media presence that's really improved in the last few months since Justin's wife, Ryan took over. Um, so anytime we have like cocktails or anything in the episodes, or if we have like a game that we play, she'll usually find a way to work it into our Instagram, uh, either in the stories or as a post. So there's like interactive content for the kids on there, you know, uh, it's fun for the whole family, yeah. you know? We're coming out with a CD-ROM later. <laughs> Could you imagine what a world that would be? But yeah, so let's 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 do the thing that we're supposed to do, Joe. You know, without further ado, let's cast aside and throw caution to the wind as we barely barely stalk our ex to a Hawaiian paradise and talk about forgetting Sarah Marshall. Forget her? I hardly know her. <laughs> I just met her. What a fun time <laughs> this movie was. This was my pick. For the month of August, mm-hmm. we are talking about summer vacation flicks or just like vacation flicks with like feels of, uh, you know, the, the summer heat um, going to an exotic place or just someplace that's not home. You want to know a fun fact that I learned about August recently? What's that? It's like the only one that doesn't have like an official holiday, the only month, really. So it it feels right that we are covering summer vacation in August because we need a little bit of a moment to reflect on the fact that it's hot as hell outside. We shouldn't be doing work. Let's talk about stories about people going to distant places and getting away themselves and coming together and splitting up in different ways, finding themselves and finding love. Wow. That's what it's all about. But yeah, so that's that's what the theme of this month is. It's uh, just summer vacation flicks. And um, this one, you know, while, you know, uh, you probably wouldn't think of it as a typical summer vacation movie, like we can kind of cram it into that theme because it takes place in Hawaii. It was shot on location in Hawaii Mm -hmm. and it's about escape. It's about uh, or at least some of the basis of the movie is centered around escape. It's uh, definitely, I need to get out of the place that I am at right now, and I need a new outlook on life. Yeah. So, yeah, first impressions, Joe. What did you think of the first time you laid eyes on forgetting Sarah Marshall? Here's what I knew about this movie going into it, and it didn't disappoint. I obviously knew about the Jason Siegel peen of it all. 
Um, we'll come back to that, but what a pain. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, good, yeah. Peen. good peen in this movie. That was kind of the main thing I knew about it is like, this is kind of Jason Siegel's breakout um, Apatow moment. So many of the, so many of the folks from, I guess it's like freaks and geeks of that era mm-hmm. had kind of like an Apatow movie moment come about 10 years later. Yeah. Um, so this movie falls really in, in line with like the raunchy, but like kind of smart movies of, you know, the late two thousands, early 2010. So you got like this, you got super bad. You have knocked up. Yeah. Um, leading up into like bridesmaids, which even gets like Oscar nominations. Right. And so it's, it's really, it's within the era of like, I don't want to say classier raunchy movies, but like more thought through, more thought provoking raunch, even though like it's kind of like a sex comedy too. It definitely is a sex comedy, but yeah, like you, you totally nailed it. It's that bubble of the Apatow verse. Um, all of those things. You know, I think it kickstarted with like 40 year old virgin mm-hmm. followed through all of this. And I love that. Like you mentioned bridesmaids, that was kind of like the cap, the end piece. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in that sweet spot of like 2007, when I think a uh, 40 year old virgin came out to like 2013, 14, when bridesmaids came out and when this is the end came out, like, I think that was like the sweet seven year spot of in every year you could count on one of these types of movies coming out mm-hmm. would always be g- generally the same kind of, uh, like formula. It was someone from freaks and geeks or someone within the Apatow verse, and you know uh, a hilarious uh leading lady as well you know i'm thinking like leslie mann uh, of course rose Byrne. a lot of leslie mann love rose Byrne. yeah like those are like the 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 cast and crew that kind of follows and bumps around through each of those movies and that was such a unique time you You did you did have apatow kind of doing the mcu thing before they were doing it you had like an apatow verse and so you have these movies that are like some of them are interconnected. Some of them are kind of like spinoffs of each yeah, other. Yeah. I've weirdly here's here's my my note about uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. I've seen Get Him to the Greek, which is the spinoff to this movie, but I haven't seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall. So was that fun for you? Like kind of seeing the inception of, of Aldous Snow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Up in this? I mean, he's he's a lot more. I'm not going to say relatable, but he's a lot more central in Get Him to the Greek. And so he has like more ups and downs and is not just like some insane side character like he's in this movie. Yeah, he's got he definitely has a character arc in that flick versus just like kind of the antagonist kind of comedic relief. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's it's so funny. Like I I, first of all, so I love this movie so much. Um, This was, you know, one of the last great or not even last great, but it was part of that era of just like unique comedies mm-hmm. that, that I, that we were talking about earlier. And I remember watching this movie so much the summer of 2009, mm-hmm. um, when it hit HBO. So that was the summer I graduated college and I hadn't gotten a job yet because it was the summer of 2009. Joe, if you, you don't remember blacker summer of love, if you don't recall, 2008 was when we saw the recession, the great recession, <laughs> summer calling it. Um, and so 2009, that was still kind of seeing some of the uh, the remnants of that taking place. So like all summer, I didn't have a job, a professional big boy job. So I watched a lot of HBO and that movie was on all the fucking time. And I saw it so, 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 so many times uh, that summer and then subsequent years. And it's just ingrained in my brain as like such this, like such of a, like 
weird comfort watch like even mm. though it's a raunchy comedy it's so uh i don't know well lived in it feels comfortable at times i don't know it's i can't describe it i just that, love it that period of of comedy uh just in general across like tv and uh movies feels like such a birthplace for so many of like the big comedic names that we have even today so you have like jason siegel on a show right now jason sudeikis on a major show right now seth rogan kristen wig um like leslie mann those types and then like even thinking about hbo at that time you have like flight of the concords which has led to so much um and so it kind of introduces this like really like smart and witty and kind of like biting comedy. Uh, yeah. A lot of it's coming in from SNL. A lot of it's coming in from like the Apatow verse. And that, that wave is still going today, except they've just got bigger budgets, bigger budgets. But like, I, I don't think the hits are as numerous or as, mm-hmm. um, you know, consistent as they once were, you know, yeah, in definitely that time not with the movies. It's, it's definitely more of like a TV thing these days. It feels like. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, like you said, I, I love that you brought that up. You know, um, Jason Siegel going on to do uh, that. Uh, what is it? The Apple TV show with Harrison Ford. Yeah, he's on Shrinking now. I haven't watched it, but I've heard he's he's good. But like Dynamite, he had his moment with the Muppets. Uh, we're missing like eight seasons of How I Met Your Mother here. We're not even How I Met Your it. Mother. But like <laughs> this, that's where he's sitting now. And like you said, Jason Sudeikis is here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Andy Samberg. You know, all this kind of stuff. There's the Amber. Yeah. And, and I think those are kind of inter interrelated. Bill Hader, Bill Hader. Bill Hader, of course. So like it's a great cast of characters who kind of bounce back and forth. And it's just like a primo, lovely set of improv comedy. Like you said, like biting, raunchy mm-hmm. comedy. But also there's like some heart to it as well as just like smart, uh, hilarious delivery. Period. Yeah. You know. that's that's actually one of the things i have in my notes like how to describe uh, a comedy in this era is like bill Hader plays kind of a wacky side character mm-hmm. see so if this yeah. movie you have he's in super bad i'm pretty sure yeah, he's a cop yeah <laughs> he's a cop in super bad he's in have you seen hot rod with andy samberg yeah 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 he's in that uh-huh. uh, along with like 80 other people um so that movie definitely exists within this this area and so you have like this universe of comedy at the time. And then the only other outlier that I think was kind of like the challenger for like raunchy comedy that everyone was obsessed with, like in my high school days was like the hangover movies. Oh yeah. Um, so you have those kind of happening in tandem here as mm-hmm. well. So it that's seems right. like that's kind of the DC to this, this Apatow versus Marvel. MCU. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quick side note. I heard, I just saw a TikTok the other day talking about specifically the hangover. Mm-hmm. So you know how like the hangover one, two and three, they're all essentially the same fucking movie. Uh, just I've never seen two and three. <laughs> so the second one is exactly, exactly the same retread as the first one. They're just in Thailand. In okay. Bangkok. Uh, and the third one, I didn't see it. And I don't think anybody else did either. But um, they just came out on Disney Plus. There's like a kid's version, essentially, of like The Hangover, but it's like a sleepover. And it's like the same kind of characters. There's like a, a like a, a silly kid who carries around like a backpack what? who's kind of like the Alan character, the, the Zach Galifianakis. And it's re- really hilarious how they like lose a friend over the course of a night after like <laughs> drinking too much hot chocolate or something. But I think the sleepover is kind of genius, though. <laughs> right? It's up with like marker on their face or something like that. I, honestly, I think that's what happens. Yeah. But um, hilarious, you know. 
Um, but yeah, so like this movie has like a super simple plot and kind of universally relatable in a sense, you know, there's like this hard breakup and you try to escape, but you're still not quite over that person. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, uh, Peter is not over Sarah Mm -hmm. on the outset and he's like clearly kind of stalking her in a way, trying to upset her, trying to. I don't know, still s- stick within her brain, but he's, then... he's not stalking her in the way that they both end up in Hawaii though. That's kind of the one conceit of this movie is that you kind of just have to accept that it's a complete coincidence that they're both at the same hotel in Hawaii. And then, you know, the movie can actually start. Yeah. Um, yep. yeah, it's definitely like relatable breakup cinema in the way that we're like your, your entire world just shifts if you're going through a breakup and everything that matters doesn't matter anymore. And things that don't matter do, Mm -hmm. um, world turns upside down. I, I have some notes on the Peter character. I, I, I mean, we'll, we'll talk through it. Let's get, Um, let's get into that, but let's get through some of these, some of these, uh, interesting facts and, and, and figures and move from there. Yeah. So this movie was released in, uh, let's see, April 18th, 2008. 2008 uh, 100 what a time to be alive you know a uh, 111 minute runtime directed by nicholas stoller this was his directorial debut believe it or not mm-hmm. went on to do get him to the greek uh the five-year engagement that's with jason siegel and emily blunt yeah uh neighbors zach efron seth rogan rose byrne funny movie neighbors 2 the sequel the follow-up uh and then most recently he did bros the billy eichner joint Okay, yeah. So he's he's kind of staying in that lane, but Still, uh, evolving with the times. A- absolutely, and written by Jason Siegel, produced by Judd Apatow. So mm. uh, Jason Siegel, you know, I think he doesn't get uh, a ton of the credit that I, or maybe he might be getting his due now. But mm. you know, he's a, a really talented writer, a hilarious comedian, fantastic actor, um, and again, like we said at the top, a great a great dong, great dong. Um, the I'm, I'm going to kill your buzz so much in this episode. Um, <laughs> the acting with Jason Siegel, I've realized watching him that he is always an actor that I just like am constantly aware is acting. If that makes sense. Like hmm. it, um, I never get lost in a Jason Siegel character. Sure. It, it feels like he kind of plays the same thing mm-hmm. um, every single time, except, you know, in this, in this movie, he's definitely playing, you know, down, down and out and depressed. Um, I don't know. I, I I like a lot of the outskirts of this movie and maybe not what he's bringing to it. Yeah, the a lot of the the tertiary, you know, outside of the the asteroid belt kind of characters, I think mm-hmm. really round out the cast really really well. Mm-hmm. Outside of the core four of which, you know, we mentioned Jason Siegel, Kristen Bell, of course, is is delightful and hilarious as the title character. Love Kristen Bell. Russell Brand introducing the world to Aldous Snow. And I think this was kind of like his major, his first major appearance in an American film. Yeah, probably, I mean, you know, dare we say the only major thing on his resume? What's what's Russell Brand doing these days? I've seen him on TikTok a couple times and he's yeah. kind of like a guru kind of person, you know, about like the yoga and philosophizing about life, that kind of stuff. I like feel too on the nose. It really is. It's 100 uh, percent. And then, of course, dare we forget Mila Kunis. We're gonna have a little, little bit of a Kunis corner, as, Kunis as corner. you so coined this past week. Uh, we, because as as all of our listeners definitely know, we we recently wrapped up a Black Swan episode back in June, um, where there was obviously a lot of Kunis talk. Um, so, want to cover her her evolution of a career um, 
from that 70s show uh, onward into this in black swan yeah great stuff um but yeah so this uh, i mentioned you know this movie was filmed in hawaii on oahu at the actual turtle bay resort there Ooh. is a place called the turtle bay resort it's Amazing. a nice nice place it looks great doesn't it um a fair bit of improv made its way into this movie about 30 to 40 percent of the dialogue is improv okay which makes sense for the crew um the people involved they just love to riff and laugh i'm thinking of jonah hill all those kinds of people <laughs> just rip on each other all day uh this surprised me joe this movie was nominated for five awards can you guess what awards they were I, I saw <laughs> I saw a little bit of this when I was like glancing at the Wikipedia page. It's a lot of like MTV awards, right? It was the 2018 Choice Award. Okay, Teen Choice, yes. How is that movie making its way into a Teen Choice Awards? It's an R-rated every, movie. I think every high school senior and up was going to see this. This was an R-rated movie. There can't be that many 18-year-old seniors in a class mm-hmm. in April, you know? I think most of them are 18 at that point. I think that's how it works. Unless they're rising seniors. And then at which point, <laughs> it depends on which way you look at it. Um, and then, yeah, we got Get Him to the Greek being the loose follow-up sequel where Jonah Hill plays a different character entirely, but he's alongside uh, Russell Brand's Aldous Snow taking the center stage and going through an interesting character arc. And Sarah Marshall, again, makes another brief appearance in her newest <laughs> NBC show, Blind Medicine, where she's a visually impaired surgeon. <laughs> I just love her being the Nick Fury of this universe, where they always have like a thing at the end of a movie just showing what insane, stupid TV show she's on now. But So like, I always knew that it was a hilarious name, that the main show that she was on, Crime Scene, Scene of the Crime. <laughs> <laughs> with <laughs> like, Billy Baldwin. With Billy Baldwin. But like, it's... it's uh, um, not a paradigm what is it where it's frontwards and backwards it's a it's a it's a shit um paradiddle paratitties um (laughs) it's not it's a why do i want to say pseudonym uh nope uh same frontwards and backwards uh palindrome that's palindrome god yeah that's what we're looking for uh palindrome essentially crime scene scene of the crime that just cracked me up this time. And then, yeah, like you said there's kind of like the the mid credit scene of her new show, Animal Instincts. With Jason a, Bateman. Where she's an animal psychic. It's so hilarious. It's like, so what great. a choice. What a choice. Um, yeah, so let's, let's jump into the trailer, and then we'll kind of go from there. And we'll just talk through some things. Yeah? Hey, you got here fast. I got a surprise for you. Peter, as you know... I love you. Are you breaking up with me? Pete, are you, um... (laughs) We're leading different lives. It's like you're standing on the dock and I'm in the lake. Sarah, I swear to God, I'll jump in the lake like a merman. Do you want to put some clothes on? Would you like to pick out the outfit that you break up with me in? Sexy crime fighter Sarah Marshall has been spotted cozying up to singer and notorious Lothario Aldis Snow. <laughs> She's dating somebody. And until I do the same thing, I'm going to feel like I want to die. Hi. 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 Do you mind not saying that? Do you want to gag me? Kind of now. <laughs> I had sex with this woman who I barely even know. I'm really scared that I have an STD, Doc. Peter, I'm a pediatrician. Have you noticed you're sitting on a fire truck? <laughs> Everywhere I look, I'm reminded of her. Why don't you go on a vacation? I could go to Hawaii. Welcome to Turtle Bay and enjoy your stay. Peter. 
are you doing here? Came here to murder you. <laughs> <gasps> this is a disaster. Go someplace else. I'm not leaving here. It'll look like I'm running away. Wait, why are you whispering? You're not following them, are you? Get out of there. <coughs> Peter. You okay? Got hurt, but I know Sarah, and I'm pretty sure I just ruined her day. <laughs> I'd like to grab some dinner, please. Is your girlfriend joining you? No. You just by yourself? Yeah. Do you want like a magazine or something? It's gonna be boring. I just would be so depressed. Oi, oi. Why don't you come over and sit with us? Did you see her boyfriend? He is ridiculous. I like her hair. I wonder if the carpet matches her pubes. This spring. Get out of your head. It's really nice out here. Are you gonna jump or what? Come on, Peter. I can see your vagina from here. I'll jump. Oh. Oh. Universal Pictures presents. My homie over here on this honeymoon. Are you giving to a hard and rough? The wife wants me to do certain things. No, no. God would not put a playground next to a sewage system. A comedy about getting left behind. You need to get back on that board. Oh, oh wow, you got coral on your leg. Can you get out of my leg, please, hotel man? You sound like you're from London. And coming up ahead. I think it's good you're getting out there. I think you need to move just a tiny bit further away from the microphone. Okay. No closer. Oh. Now a little further. Okay. Closer. And then. Oh, I know what you're doing. You <laughs> stop that. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's a great necklace, Liz. Did you have that a second ago? Oh, that's gross. Hey. Hey. It's an all right trailer. It's an all right trailer. It Not makes bad. it seem way more like mediocre and like middle of the road. No, 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 no. It's good. It's good. It kind of it that actually pulled it together a little bit more for me. Like it's it, it's a movie about getting over your ex after a breakup and how they they always seem to pop up uh in your in your thoughts except this movie uh the ex is physically popping up in front of you correct and so it's like what what if in this crazy location you still had to deal with uh your your ex in both situations yeah your your ex on both sides and the the man who has successfully <laughs> cuckolded you <laughs> for a year Cacold. Speaking of cacold, you want to you want to cheers our cacold beverages? <laughs> Please don't ever start any sentence with speaking of cacold. <laughs> so check this out. I got a. Um, I'm calling this the 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 penile colada cocktail. Oh god! <laughs> it's oh the, my god! It's okay. the banana with the the lime on top when he's drinking all those cocktails. Uh, and it's uh, it's essentially just like a pina colada. It's rum and pineapple juice and some some of my kids' fruit cup and ice lime. It's great. I don't know about having a banana in a cocktail like that. It seems like it would. De- is it disintegrating like very quickly? What's uh, the deal? No, it's 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 remaining firm, Joe. It's firm as heck. Look at that thing. Justin's holding a a banana that has a thing on top that makes it look like like a penis, like a peen. This is our sex episode, everyone. <laughs> um, my cocktail, um, I told you mine was a little little bit of an obvious choice. I'm calling it a breakup on the beach. So Ooh, it is okay. sex on the beach, except it's a little bit sour. Um, because instead of peach schnapps, I'm using sour apple schnapps. Amazing. So I have uh, one and a half ounces of vodka, half an ounce of sour apple schnapps, two ounces of orange juice, and then two ounces of cranberry juice with an orange wedge for garnish. Amazing. That sounds delightful. What does it taste like? 
Does it, it taste like sadness and revenge? Pretty great. Uh, yeah. it's, it's got a little bit of a sour uh, in there because it's not as great as Sex on the Beach. Um, it's true. But um, the, the real story here is that I bought... a. They only had one size of sour apple schnapps for when I did my social network uh, (laughs) song. So I have been trying to work that into every cocktail since. And so I have noticed making some appearances. I have noticed. And you know what? Also, hats off to you for actually using real measurements. Yeah. Instead of just parts. Instead of just vibes, Justin. Yeah. How is anyone going to remake yours? (laughs) One vibe of this and, you know, a couple, Mm -hmm. couple vibes of that. Two it's shakes, though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very good. tasty. Yeah, I like that we went with the beachy vibe, the location vibe of, um, you know, drinking a resort beverage. You know what I realized when this episode started, too? Like, our our surf rock style intro is finally, like, matching. Uh, it's on theme with 100%. the episode. It definitely is. It's it's definitely Beach Boy vibes uh, with, a, with an ounce of depression thrown in. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of modern day depression uh, breakup stuff. I love it mm-hmm. so much. It's great. You, you know, I got the same vibe as mm-hmm. was we were doing the intro. Um, so yeah, so let's kind of take a deeper dive in here. Let's talk about like what what makes this movie a successful comedy, and then mm-hmm. I want I want some of your arguments. Um, yeah, so obviously being on location, I appreciated that uh, learning that fact this go round that like you know they could have done it anywhere. They could have been somewhere in SoCal. Uh, green screen, they could have done that. Um, but I appreciated that they actually did it on location, like yeah. Adam Sandler does, you know. Um, Adam Sandler, the king of uh, making movies to take a vacation. Absolutely. Yes. Um, you know, even though like this one stays essentially in one spot the whole time, mm-hmm. uh, which is the resort, you don't get the full sweeping um, majesty of the island of Oahu or anywhere else uh, in Hawaii that they may have traveled to. Um, yeah, it's it's really it's kind of a pro and con of this movie. You kind of have to give it credit for not trying to make Hawaii some sort of like spiritual place that he's going for like rejuvenation and stuff. It's just mm-hmm. a vacation spot. He's not trying to like uh, become Hawaiian or connect with the juju of the island or something like that. that Definitely not similar to this might do. Yeah. And then, you know, meeting uh, Mila Kunis's character, uh, she is, you know, uh, someone from the mainland who moved out there. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not someone who grew up or was born uh, on the island, uh, which is an interesting approach. You know, uh, kind of makes her a little bit more relatable to him. I guess it would have been interesting uh, if you went with someone who was born there natively. But you know, um, but yeah, Kristen Bell. This is a a, a delightful role for her. Uh, again, I think this kind of introduced a lot of people that didn't know her from her um, TV show days. Veronica Mars. From Veronica Mars, yeah. Uh, where she, you know, cut her teeth on, you know, uh, the silver screen, uh, as it were. So she's hilarious in this, um, even if, you know, she's kind of a villain, a villainess. <laughs> she's she she's definitely made her name as like a kind of a biting comedy type person. She's always kind of like a smart, uh, she's got the comeback. Uh, she's never going to play like a bimbo in any way. Um, and so this this definitely uses this film definitely uses that to its advantage because she's she's yeah like you're saying she's arguably in the villain role um, but she's got a little bit more depth to her and part of my like I have I, I literally have like pros and cons of this movie listed out and like Hit my biggest pro of this movie is that it really starts to dive into her character in the middle 
um, mm-hmm. like it introduces kind of the idea like she's going through a crisis and she has to kind of hang on to the spotlight as a celebrity who's who's a bit of a flash in the plant pan mm-hmm. on this show that is popular now, but might not be popular later and maybe just got canceled. Yeah. And so I like <laughs> I liked what the movie seemed like it was doing in the middle there, like how it seemed like it was opening with Jason Siegel's character and making it seem like his movie, but then giving her a little bit more time on her own. I just don't like how it kind of throws that all away almost immediately <laughs> really yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. of how she yeah the humanizing her towards the middle uh, mm-hmm. of the movie of like kind of breaking down some of the stuff they're still talking to each other when they run into each other on the uh, on the resort um but you know she kind of has that like come to jesus moment of just like oh shit i really fucked up mm-hmm. and peter i really really miss you and you know peter is weak in that moment and tries to seduce him. And then the last thing he says to her, which is my favorite thing that he says, it's the last line that they have together as a, as characters. And he says, you're the goddamn devil. <laughs> <laughs> which is such a powerful thing to say to somebody and then never see that person again in the rest of the movie. Yeah, it is. It is kind of like uh, the ideal version of a breakup. Like I am I am so completely done with this person that I feel no attraction to them at at all. And here I can prove it. And let me cap it off by just like saying what I want to say to them. Yeah, Um, it's great. It's powerful. It's powerful in that way. Um, But yeah, let's uh, I want to hear some more of your pros and cons and we'll just we'll just battle them out. Do you want me to? We we keep forgetting to do the plot description. Should I should I do a plot description? Oh my god, you're fucking right. These last you know? few episodes, it's been like 50 minutes in, and we're like, should we maybe talk about the plot of this movie? We should. We kind of should. We should do that. <laughs> uh, we'll do stopwatch, and I'll give you a minute to give me the plot of Forgetting Sarah Marshall. When your mark gets set, Gojo. Okay, Forgetting Sarah Marshall is about a guy named Peter who is a composer for a hit TV show that stars his girlfriend. Uh, his girlfriend is Sarah Marshall. She breaks up with him and he becomes like a sad sack who goes to Hawaii to kind of get away from it all and maybe find himself. Um, instead, he finds Sarah Marshall there. She's there with her new boyfriend. And so they have a lot of a- awkward encounters. Meanwhile, Peter uh, starts to have romantic feelings for the front desk person at the hotel played by Mila Kunis. Um, they kind of have a lot of back and forth where she's kind of hesitant to date someone. And then she starts to have feelings for him. She encourages him uh, into his musical pursuits um, in a way that Sarah Marshall never really did. They have more awkward uh, interactions with Sarah Marshall and her new boyfriend, who's a rock star named Aldous. Um, Sarah Marshall uh, eventually realizes she's not satisfied in her career or with Aldous, but it's too late because she can't get Peter back. And then Peter leaves Hawaii um, after Um, almost cheating on Mila Kunis, kind of cheating on Mila Kunis. And uh, she follows him back to uh, California, I guess. And they get together after he does his Dracula musical. Amazing. I kind of lost the plot towards the end there, but um, it's fine. You get it's Once you hit the 30, 40 second mark, you kind of just, you're in your own world. You've already made your bed. I want listeners who have to like listen to us do plot descriptions every single episode to try it sometime because you literally, when you see a t- stopwatch in front of you, you forget how to say English words. Oh yeah, once we once we get to like our fortieth, fiftieth episode, we'll mm-hmm. t- we'll have a live. We'll have someone call in, yeah, and if they can successfully, you know, subjectively do the plot within a minute, we'll give them something. Yeah, yeah, we'll have fifty thousand listeners by that point. So by that point, easily we'll have a large pool to to pick from. We're on episode 24. So 24 more in another year. We'll have 50 episodes and we'll have 50,000 subscribers. It'd be great. 
That's what we do. Really, really quick side point though. 24, we do about an episode every two weeks on this podcast. So 24 we, means we are coming up on our first year anniversary. That's right. Um, in September. For the uncultured cinematic universe. Justin, how's it, how's it been? It, so this far? is, this has been such a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, getting comfortable with hearing your own voice back uh, mm-hmm. is an interesting hurdle. Um, vibing with with my dude Joe back mm-hmm. and forth has been a great relationship builder for us, mm-hmm. uh, I think. And um, we're stronger than ever now, you guys. Absolutely, bring it on, uh, anybody. We will crush you yeah. together. Um, and it's just it's a fun experience, you know, watching new things every month. Um, sometimes one or two different kind of movies uh, that I never would have otherwise got taken the time to uh, to go see, like physically go see. You know, like uh, in, tomorrow we're gonna go see next week's episode or the week after's episode, the next month's episode that we're talking about. We're gonna go see the the movie in person. That's um, really fun. That's really fun. Joe, yeah, what, like, what, what about you? The big the big thesis of this podcast that we always try to describe it's it's really simple. It's just we are we are showing each other movies that we like or that we want to talk about and it's it's really just trying to capture the magic of talking about um a movie with someone who's just experienced it for the first time. Yeah. Um it's it's the simplest of all concepts uh, which makes it hard to describe in our in our podcast byline. Um <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really interesting too uh cuz you know your like experience now with the movie, like we said at the, at the, at the upfront, you know, you're kind of lukewarm on it. I can mm-hmm. kind of tell, you know, but like it's to me, like, I think this movie is just genius and hilarious. It's, uh, and it's, it's but it's also kind of dated, you know? Yeah. It's been an interesting thing to navigate is like, what happens when we get to an episode where, uh, we both absolutely love the movie. I think there's been high points like that. And also what happens when we get to the episode where like one of us is a little bit colder on a movie and one of us is a little bit warmer. Like what what type of like back and forth happens there? Yeah, um, like like uh, when I was with Moonstruck, you know, I mm-hmm. wasn't super hype on Moonstruck, you know, wasn't super hype on Moonstruck. Uh, I'm probably not super hype on this movie. There's there's reasons I'll get into. Let's okay. Um, let's let's just do that. Let's get into that. I also just want to say like the, the the subtitle of this podcast could probably be like Joe takes a year to figure out his audio equipment. Um, <laughs> yes. And it's it's really evolved. Uh, so I'm hoping that that's improving. Um, we definitely had some ups and downs there, um, but I do have a microphone now that is somewhat professional. You sound warm as hell. Crisp, 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 crisp. Okay. Let me talk about um, my issues with this movie. Again, yeah, let's I, let's start with the cons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. give me some I, pros. Yeah, I well, I talked about the pros here. Um, how I think like it's it's good that they kind of like build into the Sarah Marshall character a little more than making her like a one off joke a little bit. Um, my cons are around the the Jason Siegel um, and Mila Kunis relationship for the most part. Um, and this is a little unfair because it's looking at it from like a 2023 lens when maybe this would have been like more groundbreaking in 2008, but it almost feels like this movie would be more interesting from almost anyone else's point of view, except for him, just cause like he's mm-hmm. kind of a sad sap in the middle of it. Sure. Um, and I, I, and again, like we, we have the vocabulary to talk about this right now. So it's a little bit, um, hindsight is 2020, but like. The Mila Kunis character is very much like manic pixie dream Kunis, you know? Um, yes. So okay. like she she literally comes into the story and it's like she exists 
to help Jason Siegel's character fulfill his destiny. Uh, basically, she doesn't really have any wants or needs of her own. She she's got a lot of like a vibe about her. She she very much like opens him up to the possibilities of like this is what freedom can look like. This is what like non I'm in a relationship with Kristen Bell can look like. Um, yeah. And she shows him like a wild side. But like it seems like her entire narrative arc is just like helping this man become better and fixing him. Um, at the end of the day, even though like she has like some some funny comedic moments and she's given a little bit of depth in terms of like she 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 doesn't mind her place in the world right now, even though she's just like working uh, a nine to five job in Hawaii um, and she's not like some great actress like uh, Kristen Bell, great actress, great big Hollywood star like Kristen Bell. And she seems to be okay with that, which makes it weird on my end when like the big resolution of her story is that she's finally doing what everyone wants her to do and going to school on the mainland. You yeah. know, like, and, that, and we're supposed to like feel great about that. It's just like I, I almost wanted her to just like be okay with her lot in life. That that sounds weird. Yeah, like um, uh, of not um, going back to the mainland to do the thing that you said you were going to do because of a guy, because of someone else, you know, because yeah. she very independent and i and i do think that was kind of groundbreaking at the time because she was like not over the top zoe de chanel manic pixie girl no she was just grounded uh real person of just like hey you don't need to dote on me i'm not that kind of girl um she's very free like she's like i came to this island for a guy and we broke up like two weeks later and i'm just like making the most of it and i like it here you know and i think that that's kind of refreshing and unique um you know that she's i don't think that she is just playing a part to get peter to the next step she does do that but i think she's still very much her own character except like you said at the end it kind of does kind of go out the window because she's like I came to see your play and I'm also looking at schools because like, whatever. I, I think that this movie, one of the biggest problems out of this movie is like it's, it's conclusions just aren't as earned as they could be. So like, it, it seems like it has to wrap things up pretty quickly because like they're, uh, Jason Siegel's character, Peter is on the Island and he's kind of like been dating Mila Kunis's character for just like a few days, but they're having a good time. They're building a relationship. And then he has the moment where he, essentially goes back to Kristen Bell's character and they start almost having sex and he realizes he's not really attracted to her, even though he, he does like heavily make out with her. And then like, it becomes almost like an immediate thing that Mila Kunis has to um, be okay with and forgive, which is, is weird on my end. Like it's people almost start like guilt tripping her into forgiving him for it. Uh, The word blue balls are mentioned. I don't know. It's, it's weird. That that part doesn't play as well to me these days now because it's she was absolutely justified in being like, tell me exactly what the fuck happened mm-hmm. and you need to leave right now because that's not okay. Fuck that. You need to leave. And everyone else is like, come on. He tried, you know, like. He got the picture of your nipples off the wall. Yeah. Like, cool. But like, <laughs> like, come on. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 I totally agree with you. I don't appreciate the, uh, the guilt tripping of it of like, like no, her feelings are valid too. Like he fucked up, and mm-hmm. which he 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 did what he should have done. He left her alone, like she told him to. He he told her right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she yeah, he told her right away, 
And um, I don't know who sent her the invite to the show. Had to have been him or maybe one of his friends. Who knows? I think it was maybe him, yeah. Yeah, but uh, just like, hey, remember the thing? I'm doing it. Um, so, I mean, there's kind of a redemption there too, but like, I agree with you too that the ending is very rushed. He doesn't have a job. How's he doing this? They didn't right. answer that question. The arc is there and it makes sense. Like the, the idea of like him breaking out of the confines of his relationship, but also like his job to do what he really wants. It's all about like uh, him finding uh, who his best self is, which is great. Um, and so he, he does this uh, Dracula show, which is an annoying show first and foremost, but it's also funny. Um, you shut the fuck up right when now. He that sings, show is it, it, it is annoying to me, um, but I'd, I'd watch it, you know? Um, so he kind of is inspired by Mila Kunis to, to do what he really wants in life and uh, do this Dracula puppet show, kind of like an Avenue Q style thing. Um, and so that's, that's where we end up. It's just a matter of like the tempo at which they get there is kind of weird. And the way that they try to like redeem versus like shit on and sexually humiliate the, uh, Sarah Marshall character was a little bit too up and down for me. I, I totally understand like what they're doing and what they're, um, hoping to say there from like a comedy standpoint. Mm Um, I don't know. I think, in in a movie now, it would maybe uh, spend a little bit more time with the female characters in this movie and give them a little bit more of like an individual arc that is yeah. centered around him. They kind of hinted at some of it, right? Which would have been great to dig more into. You know, mm-hmm. the 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 humanizing and humility of Sarah Marshall in the middle of realizing, like, I don't want to lose the starlight. I'm very young. I don't know what to do now that this job is done. And then also at the same time coming to a head. Like, I really wish she kind of would have um, dealt more with the consequences of her actions mm. of what she did uh, with forgiving Aldous. Sarah Marshall. Oh, that's the sequel forgiving <laughs> Sarah Marshall. Oh my God. But that then been... like that whole argument does topple in on itself because it's revealed like she was cheating on him for a year before they even broke up. So like what, what are we even talking about? here? What are we even doing? And then digging more into Mila Kunis's Rachel character mm-hmm. of, you know, What's more of that backstory there? You know, who who even is this super cool raven haired girl who from the mainland who's just so tan in this movie? So fucking tan. Like at the very end when she's back in uh uh LA and she's got that leather jacket on and she's just so dark. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. She's like so tan. Which (laughs) which makes sense if like you work in Hawaii and you're coming from Hawaii. Let's let's have a little Kunis corner though. Let's Um, dive into the Kunis corner. She is cool as shit. Mila Kunis is so great. She's um, so effortless. Even, even in a role where I think she's being like underserved like this, uh, endlessly watchable as a character. Like I'm I'm never like bored with what I'm seeing on screen. Yeah. She definitely harbors some of the adjacent energy to a manic pixie girl. <laughs> um, but it's different because it's independent, strong woman, in a sense, who knows how to have fun. Uh, who is, um, you know, confident in her skin, confident in her choices, um, you know, st- staunch in her friendships, all that kind of stuff. Loves the Smiths. Loves the Smiths. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's just, that's a manic pixie thing. Morrissey is just like, oh, yeah. do it. 
Tell me um, more. Tell me more about Kunis. What are your thoughts on her in this? Movie? I just I I like the arc that she's been on. Uh, any anytime you have like Family Guy going on and bankrolling you for twenty years, you got to hold on to that. And she has. She um, has. She's smart. She's played it real smart. Like gets- I wish I had a Family Guy that where it's like I go into the booth for a week, once a year, and then like where's say a couple lines, maybe say a couple lines, add a couple more zeros to my bank account, and then yeah. get to pick and choose what movie I get to make next. Yeah, um, um, yeah, she plays kind of the same sort of character from um, Black Swan, in a sense. Uh, of tell effort. me about this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> explain, explain your thoughts here. You played the movies side by side. You synced them up at the exact same time. It says something about like steel not melting under jet fuel or something. I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> you get to the end where she's seducing Natalie Portman is the same when they're making love at the end of Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, no, they're both, both characters in both of those movies. Mila Kunis portrays like an effortlessly cool, um, uninhibited mm-hmm. individual. Mm-hmm. That the main character, Natalie Portman or Jason Siegel in this instance, um, needs and relies on this character to kind of evolve. Justin, right? this is this is fascinating. Do you not agree? Like I I totally do. Like I it's it's kind of insane to think of her in the manic pixie dream girl archetype in a horror sense in Black Swan. Uh it's like it's no, I I I I completely see what you're saying. She kind of represents this level of freedom or uh, un- unrestrictedness uh, yeah. that this whatever main character we have is is not really used to and is experiencing for the first time. Yeah, it's 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 refreshing, you know, to the eyes of the audience as well as the the main character mm-hmm. to see like, oh, this is the possibility of what the other side looks like. This is what. Um, my life could be like with someone else in Peter's case. This is what my life could be like if I loosened up a little and, you know, invited a girl into bed, you know, in Natalie Portman's case, you know, it's, it's uh, opening doors essentially. Maybe I need to retract some of my statements. Maybe she's not like manic pixie. Maybe she's more of like the cool girl, you know, like, have you ever seen gone girl? Oh Yeah. Where she has the whole monologue about like Kugro like drinking beer and stuff. Mm, Maybe okay. it's more along those lines where yeah. there's a level of like, yeah, she's not like other girls. Um, and she she can like kind of talk to these guys one on one. Not mm-hmm. as much as like a negative connotation as Gone Girl gives it. Um, yeah. but a little bit m- more of a solidified character than some uh, angelic uh spirit come in to help just a like, guy on his path just like Lucy goosey like you yeah. need to listen to this song she's got a little bit of an edge to her definitely an edge she's uh wielded a knife and like threatened somebody with it you can tell yeah which is which is weird because you think about like Kunis these days and she's she's stuck with at least in the in the movies that I've seen she's stuck with comedy so movies like uh, the the bad mom movies that she's been in and the the spy who dumped me she's kind of playing more of like a like a square character at first who learns how to open up uh, in a lot of these movies like kind so of the reverse almost, the reverse it's like a she's she's in a different lane uh, still operating in these kind of like raunchy more R rated comedies um, but she's, but she's Uno she's reverse herself. a few different angles yeah gave it gave it gave it the old Uno reverse card to herself. The old Una reverse. Kunis, Kunis, Kunis is fascinating. Yeah, she is dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, this this time frame uh, of her, you know, coming off of 
uh, that 70s show and into this, into feature lengths and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I said in our Black Swan episode, her role in this movie got her the Black Swan role. Really? I think so. I think I said that. Um, you can, if, I mean, you can kind of see it. Like she's, she's kind of like the cooler version to Kristen Bell's Sarah Marshall. Um, watch, watch. We're gonna do this thing, and we're gonna make a supercut later. Uh, I'm gonna reference the exact episode, and we're gonna pull in the clip here, and then it's gonna play, and then I'm gonna say like, "See, look, Joe, I did say that." Or, wow, it just played, and you were just right. <laughs> Or we'll do the opposite and be like, okay, so maybe I didn't say that. Maybe it was the opposite or it never happened. It's very much the energy of like Dr. Hammond in Jurassic Park, like talking to himself in the <laughs> presentation on screen. Oh, That's I have I have lines. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, hello Mr. there. Mr. DNA. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. Um, any more cons that you that you think to this movie? I, I think they're they're totally justified. Like the endings rushed, some of the stuff isn't earned. Some of the uh, res- character resolutions are kind of um, like, I don't know, backhands to where they kind of were going with them. I don't know. What else you got? No cons. Um, uh, I think, again, like I, 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 I think it does better than some of the movies in the time at like not making uh, Hawaii a magical place for renewal. Um, it's instead it's like, here's all the shitty stuff that can actually still happen in Hawaii. If you bring it with you as baggage. Um, it's true. They do get in, <laughs> they do get into some like shenanigans. I, I, I think, I think you have like the side, the wacky side characters again, that come with a typical movie like this. So you have like Kenneth from 30 rock trying to figure out how to have sex with his wife for the first time. You have Paul Rudd kind of popping in and out almost contractually, um like he has to be here being for like five a crazy minutes. Paul Rudd character. Yeah. Um so like uh, th- those those work for me. Uh I think it's I think it's fine. You've got like a, a a supporting cast like any movie like this would have. Um again, I I just I think I'm used to Kristen Bell having more of a central character energy and really like being able to flex her comedic chops in something like the good place. Um, Ooh, and I yeah. was, I was wanting this, that energy here, but maybe that's not really fair just cause she wasn't really at that point in her career during this movie. And so maybe it does make sense for her to play this kind of more unrelatable, uh, not not as great not as great uh, kind of good character. character yeah even though she is a bad character essentially in, in the bad place she, or at the good a, place she's a total the total dirt bag in, in yeah. the good place yeah yeah uh but she still has her redeeming qualities because yeah. she's Kristen bell and she's cute as hell mm-hmm. um but yeah i would love a redemption sequel 20 years 10 years after the fact and we'll call it forgiving sarah marshall and forgiving. she can be the Sarah Marshall. And she can be the central character. It's like a hard drama too. Ooh, it's like up yeah. for Oscars. Yeah, like it opens on the funeral of of Aldous Snow. Like he overdosed and it's just yeah. it's very somber, you know? It's them all coming back together for the funeral. Oh, and and <laughs> they have to fly his ashes overseas. Like and <laughs> and then it's and then but it's like breaks out on the plane oh my god could you imagine it and it turns into an action adventure <laughs> kind of thing like a, a uncharted kind of thing where it's a survival movie now they they crash in the jungle yeah that'd be great that'd be great foraging with sarah marshall i don't know there's so many things you can do here. oh i know verbing yeah verb <laughs> sarah marshall. finding sarah marshall oh my god that's this that's the threequel that's the final ending piece where she finds wow. herself 
Oh my God. It's like live, laugh, love. No, no, no. What was the one with Julia Roberts? Eat, pray, Eat, pray love. love. <laughs> live, <Yeah>. laugh, love. <laughs> We're so good at coming up with sequel names for the movies that we cover for sequels that like don't exist yet. I should um, make, I should start making fake posters and inserting them into the point yes. where we talk about it. And that'll be a highlight reel. We're really Forget. coming up with like different little inserts that we can make uh, on the video. See, okay, so once we reach 50 episodes and 50,000 subscribers and all that kind of stuff and we can do this full-time, we'll have mm -hmm. a full-time multimedia team and we uh -huh. can shoot our own uh, like fake trailers and stuff. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. And with the power of AI, we can overlay Kristen Bell's face on your face so you can do the motion capture. It's timely, yeah. It's perfect for it. Uh, oh, okay, so also speaking of timely, we probably should have said this at the beginning. Condolences to everybody in the Isle of Maui that is yes. on fucking fire. Yes, the planet is burning, and it is all of your parents and grandparents' fault. We are, so we are not feeling great uh, about the fires in Hawaii, even though we are talking about an episode that takes place in Hawaii. Correct. Um, Quick disclaimer. Disclaimer. We should. We'll cut this and put it at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, do donate now whenever you can. Um, cool. Let's talk about some iconic lines and scenes, and then we'll get into final thoughts. Uh, <clears throat> so you mentioned Paul Rudd. I love his just like standard fly in and out, say anything hilarious that comes to his mind. He has all the great lines. You sound like you're from London. When life hands you lemons, just say fuck the lemons and bail. Like <laughs> he, He's got some great stuff, man. Paul Rudd is got a Paul Rudd. I did laugh at like, I wonder if the carpet mats is the pubes line. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I love Peter's impression of Samantha from Sex and the City when he's getting drunk at the bar. Says, I'm Samantha. I'll have sex with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of anytime I see Sex and the City. Um, yeah, his last line to Sarah, you're the goddamn devil, I think is genius. That's the last ex like exchange that they have as characters. Um yeah, uh, Mila has so many great uh, uh, just interactions. She has really wonderful scenes, um, you know, when they're on the beach, uh, going to that after party. Like, it, it's just great stuff. Uh, what are some standout things from you? I think Jonah Hill being such an agent of chaos in this movie, um, <laughs> but like so low key that you kind of forget that he's in it. Um, yeah, and he's just obsessed with Aldous Snow. He he works at the hotel. He's obsessed with Aldous Snow, and there therefore has like this like aggressive attitude towards Peter almost by default because he's not Aldous Snow. Mm -hmm. And so there's like there's a hilarious scene where like uh, Peter sits down with like a full plate of food from a buffet, and Jonah immediately comes by and like he's like, "Are you, Are you done with this? Can I take it?" Like I literally just sat down. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll, guess I'll go fuck myself then. <laughs> just like what? <laughs> oh, and then okay. So uh, another favorite line is when Aldous is playing live and he's standing next to Jonah Hill and he's like, "Just went from six to midnight." <laughs> so it's like, oh my god! Like such a great character choice to be obsessed, stalker vibes, like murderish vibes. I think he plays like an absolute like straight man to Aldous Snow's character and get him to the Greek too. If yeah. I recall like he's yeah. completely different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, any other uh, kind of standout scenes, hilar hilarious bits. Uh, I, so let's talk about the music real quick. Mm -hmm. um, this movie takes you on a musical journey. There's so many unique pieces to it. Mm -hmm. There is the, uh, the ominous tones that Peter provides to the uh, show. 
And he, it, which is just hilarious. It's just dark, bing, bong, whatever. It's just like doing background stuff for a crime show. Yeah, like hilarious. Law and order. <clears throat> it's great. Like you don't think that that's a person doing that. It's just, <laughs> but it is. Someone actually wrote that, spent the time to go in and go into the studio. Um, the All of the Aldous Snow songs are just so insane. <laughs> Inside of You is such uh, a touching, gentle, loving song. It's him trying to be this like <laughs> guru to the people, but he's singing songs that are so sexually <laughs> insane. Yeah. He's trying to be John Lennon, but just coming up <laughs> way too short. Um, and then, of course, there's the the Dracula musical piece, which I think is dynamite and hilarious. I love that he sings as Dracula, like the overt, over-the-top Dracula voice. It's so stupid. And it's so like out of left field. You don't expect that. You're like, Dracula musical, what is this? And he starts playing that song in the bar and you're just like, what is happening? This is hilarious. I love that everyone in the bar is like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, do you know a fun fact that I learned? What did you know? Um, that kind of like segues back to a recent episode, the puppets in the Dracula sequence designed by Jim Henson and company. Oh my God, I didn't know that. We love a connective tissue. This goes back to our Muppets Treasure Island um, episode. Absolutely. Um, this goes back to Labyrinth. Um, Jim Henson and company still kicking. I love still that. Still making waves. I thought that those puppets looked like really, really too well made. Yeah. Um, they look really like, good. If you try and like pick apart, like how did he afford to do a production that mm -hmm. intense um, on... Like they didn't show him getting another job, you know? So like, what did he do for money to be able to produce that thing? Yeah. The production value. It looks like based on Bill Hader's presence, it looks like he has most of his friends in the play singing with okay, him. So that's where he saved some of the money. Um, but still those puppets look like they are expensive as hell. Like thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars. I don't know yeah. how much a puppet is, but um, we can guesstimate at least they're more than a hundred dollars. I can say that more than a hundred, less than a million. It's somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> quite the range it's a big sliding scale um i love the play so much i think so, i think it's hilarious i would love to have just like a an offshoot of the play from beginning to end i think mm -hmm. that'd be hilarious just release it on disney plus yeah because <laughs> apparently the teens love this movie so much <laughs> um but yeah the the music is a, a delightful piece to this movie i think we there, there's a couple musical moments that i laughed at there he's it's after he's broken up with Kristen Bell um, and he's having to go back into the studio to record <laughs> um, music for her show. So her face is like on the big screen in front of him. And he, instead of like doing his regular like crime music, he does like a Seinfeld riff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Um, and then I think the movie, correct me if I'm wrong, it ends with a cover of Nothing Compares to You in Hawaiian. Double check. I think, I think it does. I think yeah. it does. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what is playing right now? Yeah, um, I think you're right. Real fun. Which, uh, you know, uh, rest in peace, Sinead O'Connor. Rest in peace, R.I.P. The the original uh, uh, Buck the System gal. Yeah. Love her. Um, of course, and then also rest in peace, Prince, because that's his song too. Um, amazing. Uh, final final thoughts on forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, yeah, like I said, it it it. It is a part of a grouping of movies that are very much associated with like 2007, 2008, 2009 uh, for me, like Knocked Up, uh, 40 year old version. 
also movies that I haven't seen before. So mm-hmm. this is hopefully like the start of me getting into the Apatow universe. Yeah. Um, and I kind of want to revisit Freaks and Geeks now. I tried Freaks and Geeks several years ago, and uh, it was kind of hard to get into because it was so... Because it takes place in like the 70s, I think, 70s or 80s. The timeline's confusing, yeah. It's timeline's confusing, but it's from like the early 2000s. It's kind of got Buffy vibes. It's kind of got, you know... um, the the shows of the era but apparently mm-hmm. there's there's some there's some really great stuff so maybe maybe i should also take a revisit yeah. maybe we'll circle back and we'll add it to the ever-growing queue of however we're gonna eventually dive into television, television. on the ucu yeah um cool yeah so i i i think this movie is hilarious um it's just a, a strange comfort watch for me for for some reason <laughs> I was uh, an unemployed schlub for several months, uh, fresh out of college. And this movie just, uh, I don't know, uh, dug its way into my psyche uh, for some reason. Like I just have, I just have unique shots just like singed into my brain from watching this movie so goddamn much. Um, But yeah, I I love it. And I, um, I'm glad you got to experience it. He's, he's got a good peepee. Got a great peep. Love that peep. Um, Which, like, how do you prep for that kind of stuff coming in to shoot? Like, you're doing the, it's the penis day. Are you ready? Do you, do you fluff it up a little bit? I mean, like, you, <laughs> like it's a porn stuff. Like, it's a, I mean, it can't, it can't be like, obviously, it can't be like fully anything, but like, you, you want to make it so it looks somewhat nice, I guess. You, you, yeah. <laughs> Judd Apatel's in the back. It's like, I don't shoot boners. Get this out of here. <laughs> I, I don't think you can shoot boners even in an R rated movie. <laughs> no, um, I don't think so. I think you're right. Correct me on that. Uh, listeners in, uh, uh, overseas, if, if the, the rules are different, let us know. Um, cool. <laughs> the rules are different in Europe. Just let us know. We'll, we'll come right over. <laughs> we'll come right over. We'll let you know. Uh, cool. So that was Forgetting Sarah Marshall, a movie that I think is, uh, hilarious. And so I wanted to take, uh, this is us transitioning into the end games, Joe. I took obviously a huge, um, influence from the movie taking place in Hawaii uh-huh. I wanted to do a Hawaiian song. It didn't turn out exactly like I wanted to. Okay, but um, you'll 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 hear why. Um, are you ready? I'm to play. Terrified as always. Late on me. All right, here we go. I tried really hard. To make a super cool, unique in-game song, but that's really hard, Joe. When you want to do Janet Jackson on a ukulele, because that was my original idea. I was gonna call it, what have you done for me lately, which is fucking hilarious. Uh, but that's really hard to do on a ukulele, because that song has so much bass and groove and drums, because it's Janet Jackson, and now I'm just stuck with this song, and I don't know what to do, and it, everything is just so derivative and incredibly too simple, and I'm just, should, you know, just kind of give up, but I should leave this to professionals, and we know plenty of professionals, you know, we have our friend Matt, who is a professional musician, and he writes silly songs like this, but I'm not gonna waste his time, and I'm just wasting my time in both of our times, but that's just what we do at the UCU. So, Joe, we're going to play What Have Yuke Done For Me Lately. 
One of your finest, Justin. When in doubt, go self-referential. Go, go meta. That's exactly what I did. Uh, so we are playing a game called What Have You Done For Me Lately? Um, I was going to do a, a riff on the Janet Jackson song, What Have You Done For Me Lately? Um, but that was really hard to do. So this is where we landed. So if you'll recall, Joe, f about five minutes before we started uh, and hitting record, I sent you a list of names. Yeah. Do you have those names handy in front of you i have it in front of me it's very ominous i told Great. you it looks like a kill list that we're about to start crossing off so i gave you a list of names uh the names are as follows sarah joe Kristen, justin russell jonathan peter ryan jonah jason and matt uh that is your name bank um joe what i'm going to do i'm going to give you a list of nine uh hawaiian translated names um, I'm lifting, the, I got the idea from the scene with Peter and uh, Paul Rudd's character. He's like, hey, I'm looking for Chuck. He's like, oh man, that's my land, that's my main land name. My name is Kunu. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, does, what, is, what does Kunu mean? He's like, it means Chuck. I typed it into one of those translators. I found a translator online, Joe, and I took nine of those, I think 11 names that I sent you. Uh-huh. Uh, so you have two extra names in your bank, so you're going to have to choose carefully. Okay, um, so I could I could get to the end of this and still not know, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what I have, I have the slideshow on screen so you can see the name as well as the pronunciation. Okay. And uh, it's not in the order that I gave you the names. Ha ha. So, uh, <laughs> so if I were to show you the name Kunu and uh -huh. the pronunciation Kunu, you would choose from your name bank and in your name bank in there would be Chuck. And you'd be like, does Kunu mean Chuck? And I'll be like, that's correct, Joe. You nailed it. Are you so, ready? So are you good? I, I suppose. I don't think any of these names are Hawaiian in origin. So I'm going to be guessing for most of this. Absolutely. You okay. got it. Uh, but also not learning. Great. Yeah. This is great. Okay. So this is the test slide, but we're going to get to the first one. This is question one, Joe. That is pronounced Iukikini. 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 So look through your list of names and, and tell me who do you think uh, Iukikini is. I'm going to say Iukikini is your translation of Kristen. That is incorrect. Okay. Lay so, on. Uh, all right. So you got that one wrong. Uh, question two. Here we go. We got Liana. Are you not going to tell me what Yukikini is? Should I tell you? So you can know to cross that off the list? Yeah. Okay, here. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's I guess that would help. Uh, Yukikini uh, is the Hawaiian translation of Justin. Oh. Yeah. I should have started there. You should have. All right. Liana. Liana. I'm going to say that this is the translation of Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> that is incorrect. Again. <laughs> Shit. Uh, that is the translation for uh, Ryan. Oh, okay. You can notice a theme here, Joe. Um, all right, number three. We got Iokepa. Iokepa. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Kristen. <laughs> that's wrong again. It's going to hit, maybe. Who knows? Um, that's Joe. That's, okay, that's I, for I, Joseph. That's I Joseph. I see what we're doing here. I see what we're doing here. Okay. Iokepa is Joe. It's Joseph. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. So if you ever wanted to move to Hawaii and change your name. 
Um, I'm going to have to verify this translator source, but like, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right. So now we got Io Nakana. See, I know what's happening right now. I'm going to say Jonathan for this. Oh, one. my God. You got it right. You got Recognize one right. Recognize the Eo. Oh, okay. you know what? I knew you would catch on to that. It's great. Okay. All right. Number six. We got Makayo. Makayo. I'm going to say that is Matt. That is correct. Well nice. done. Nice. Well done. Nice. M's matching up. You know, you love to see that happen. Uh, all right. Next, we have Kala. Kala. You know what? I got a weird instinct. I'm going to say Sarah. That is correct. That is, that is a hot instinct you got right there. I'm on well, fire. You are on fire. This Everything on red. All right. Next, we have Pika. Pika. Let's say Peter. You would be correct. Nice. All right. Here we wow. are. Two questions left, Joe. Only two. Okay. Yeah. Keely Kina. Keely Kina. I'm going to go with Kristen on that Okay. One. There you go. Finally, it pays off. Full circle. Yeah. Were you really worried that I was going to say Kristen for all the whole time? Yeah. Game? Yeah. Yeah. I, I almost did. <laughs> I'm glad you did. All right, Joe. And the last one we have... Iacona. Iacona. Um, I think this is Jonah. Uh, incorrect. Oh, it's really? Jason. It's Jason. Okay. okay. So, there's, uh, there's definitely like a an I equals J thing happening yep, here. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Makes me think of uh, uh, Last Crusade, Indiana Jones, where he's like, <laughs> it starts with an I in the old alphabet or something. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. And then he falls to the floor. So you got one, two, three, four, five out of nine. That is a passing grade. Honestly, not bad because I was really, really guessing uh, yeah. for most of that. That was really fun. Uh, of course, we have Ryan to thank for that one. Uh, always coming up with just dynamite fire ideas. She's the brains and the beauty. Uh, she really is. She really is. hundred uh, percent. I'm not even joshing about it. Or yes. I... I uh, Iacocca about it. Um, simpleton. I am. Uh, Joe, that was what have you done for me lately? I'm going to say <laughs> it again because I am so proud of that pun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. So l- last little bit, that was uh, our episode on Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Joe, do you want to tease what movie we're going to go see tomorrow and talk about on our next episode? I'm very excited for this. So our August mini series is about vacationing. It's about going to a different location and finding yourself summer vacation for the most part. Um, And what is a better summer vacation movie? Probably a few, but like what's a more iconic summer vacation movie than the Lindsay Lohan parent trap, which Justin has somehow made it through life having never seen. Never saw it, man. So we're going to go do one of our favorite things, which is to go to a wussy event at the Plaza Theater here in Atlanta. And um, surprise, surprise, the showing of The Parent Trap is actually going to be attended by Meredith from the movie. Um, So the actress who plays Meredith, uh, we're rolling it back. Did she end up not being able to go? She's not coming. Yeah, because of the SAG strike. Oh, shit. Yeah. Is that why? That's why. I saw something about it, but I was confused. Okay. Yeah, she's not well, gonna... originally she was she going was. to be there, and she will be there in spirit. Now. Mm-hmm. 
But um, we will, of course, be in full regalia, summer yeah. camp regalia. Yeah, we'll post pictures. We're we're gonna try to match because this is iconic twin cinema, um, and so uh, I'll I'll be able to show Justin the Parent Trap, which is a bucket list item for me. And, and it's gonna come to fruition again in person. Um, I hope it lives up to the hype, yeah, uh, and the fervor that we saw with Moulin Rouge uh, at the the same Plaza Theater, the same Wussy event. We'll see. I'm really that's excited. Tomorrow, that's tomorrow night. Uh, I can't wait. Very excited. Um, and then what are we getting into in September? I don't think we've solidified what the fuck we're going to do. I was actually trying to think of that, about that before this episode started. Um, we're going to have to put our heads together because I know we have it written down somewhere, but we will definitely have more information on the September miniseries um, in our next episode. Because it is our one-year anniversary. Yeah. So it's going to have to be something special and something different. Who knows? It should be themed around like one. We already did like firsts back in January. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll figure something out. If you got any it's ideas. It's like a wedding movie. Then. <gasps> okay. Yeah. If you got any ideas, send us an email and we'll find it somehow or shoot us a DM and Ryan will let us know. Yeah. Eventually. But hey, uh, uh, thanks again for listening to the Uncultured Cinematic Universe. Uh, catch us in the next couple of weeks uh, when we release uh, uh, Parent Trap. Uh, the, the, the fun never ends here. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll catch you guys later. Bye. Bye.